And welcome to the show, ladies and gentlemen. We have another exciting episode in store for you today. This is uh, actually going to be another one of our Notorious Part 2s. This is Part 2 of Vitamin D. So if you didn't listen to uh, last week's show on Vitamin D, go back, check that out on podcast or uh, on SoundCloud and find it on our website or on iTunes. Um, But... Let's briefly go over. With me, as always, is Aaron. Sorry about that. Hi, Aaron. Yes, hi. She's sometimes talkative, sometimes not. We never know what we're going to get, ladies and gentlemen. Um, so last week we talked about vitamin D, and we talked about how the national average is deficient. Um, the lower limit for medical measurements of vitamin D is 30, and the national average is 27. So we are pitifully deficient. Um, we talked about... Um, Going out in the sun, the, getting out in the sun is the most effective way to um, to get vitamin D. Uh, we absorb it from making it through our skin, um, or we manufacture it in our skin from absorbing UVB, UVB rays. Uh, say that 10 times fast. Um, but if we wear sunscreen, we decrease it, uh, our absorption and manufacturing of vitamin D by 99% if we're using an SPF 30. So, yeah, think about that um, next time you go outside with your sunscreen all on. Now, again, like we said last week, we're not promoting hanging out outside without sunscreen. However, um, you, you can't be wearing sunscreen if you're expecting to um, absorb vitamin D. We talked about we're, how we're deficient is due to our lifestyle. Um, we are indoors lifestyles now we we work indoors we we hang out indoors we don't we just don't do things outside anymore so that's contributing to uh, our vitamin d deficiency as well as people who are darker skinned are not going to have um as much vitamin d and like we said last week the government defines darker skinned as as um, african americans hispanics and asian americans um for for this country anyway and then um, what else did we talk about, Aaron? We talked about um, the vitamin D deficiency symptoms that they are linked to a number of health problems. Oh, yes. That's kind of where we left off. That was our, our little teaser into this week's episode. Um, so let, let's let's go over a few of those again. So vitamin D deficiency symptoms um, are linked to the following health problems. We wrote these down. Osteoporosis heart disease, high blood pressure, cancer, autoimmune diseases, depression, insomnia, arthritis, diabetes, asthma, multiple sclerosis, chronic pain, psoriasis, fibromyalgia, autism. And I'm, I'm sure there's others too, but I mean, we, we pretty much hit the top causes of death in this country as far as um, things that are linked to vitamin D deficiency. Right. And while if you have these conditions, um, you know, it's a sign that you may have a vitamin D deficiency. The only way to know if you're deficient in vitamin D is to have your doctor perform a test. You got to do a blood test for vitamin D deficiency. I mean, they, that's that's the that's how you check it. Um, you know, the, and another thing I want to talk about for, for just a brief second is, is optimal levels of vitamin D. We talked last week about, you know, this minimum level of of 30. Again, I think our listeners out there, we're we're trying to not just do the minimum required. We're trying to be 
to, to live optimally. We're trying to be as healthy as we possibly can, be as, as vibrant and vital as we can. We're not just trying to do the bare minimum to get by, to not get the disease associated with a vitamin deficiency. So we we know from research that the the optimal level of vitamin D is is above 65 um you know and like i said last week we talked about toxicity of vitamin D it is possible to be toxic in vitamin D i've never seen someone toxic um at all and i've actually had a person who tested greater than 150 on their vitamin D level and they still weren't really ex- exhibiting any signs of vitamin D toxicity which is higher than the test goes yeah right? it's higher than it the test says- goes it just says greater than 150 um, um, we had them back off the vitamin D for a month or so. It dropped back down close to 100. It didn't take very long, and that's where we've been able to keep them hanging out. So, you know, it's just you got to pay pay close attention to your vitamin D levels. It, it involves testing. If you come to our clinic um, and we're checking your vitamin D, we're watching it relatively closely for a year or so because we have to figure out, you know, how, how, does, how does your vitamin D needs – um, differ from the summer to the winter. Um, do you do you get outside enough to to cause that you you do not need as much vitamin D supplementation in the summer versus the winter? Those things are extremely important. Um, but if you're less than thirty, if your vitamin D is less than thirty, you are really really deficient. Um, you've definitely got to get um, on the ball to get that vitamin D level up. Um, and we talked also about vitamin D supplements, doctors are becoming more and more um, proactive with testing, um, especially in the in the modern medical model of healthcare. They're they're checking vitamin D levels more, but oftentimes they just prescribe a, a fifty thousand IUs of vitamin D, and you take that once a week. And you know, we talked about you know that doesn't really raise your vitamin D levels. Um, if it did, we wouldn't have a national average that was deficient. Um, we would have, you know, much higher levels of vitamin D and we just, we just don't, unfortunately. And so you've got to, you got to be somewhere that, you know, the person who's taking care of your health knows the types, the form of vitamin D, what, what they're looking for, being able to test for it and check to make sure that your vitamin D level is, is high enough. And they should be checking that on a, on a very regular basis. Right. The reason why the medical community, I mean, there is a prescription vitamin D, which is why they're checking it more. Um, but then their, you know, way to solve it is the prescription vitamin D period. So they're not looking at, you know, what forms you need or what's going to be the best absorbed. Um, they have, you know, one way of solving it and that's what you will get <laughs> and, and we get we get patients who've who've been on a vitamin d prescription and like when was the last time your vitamin d was checked like oh, I, I don't know uh, yeah. you have my blood work it's right there and you know it's been five years since their vitamin d was checked lucky for them their vitamin d prescription that they were taking wasn't working because right. if it was they could be in a world of hurt which but. is funny because it's the medical community that will say oh well vitamin d levels can be toxic if they're too high and that you know alternative health practitioners you know need to be cautious about this well yeah we're testing it right. consistently right i mean so we're actually raising their levels and making sure that they never become toxic right to optimal levels right there's a difference raising it to 30 or 35 and yeah, that really doesn't do a lot for most people it's getting that booger up to above 65 that's where you get the right it the just gives benefits. you a false sense of security that you're well it's not your vitamin D that could be causing your problems because you're no longer medically deficient. Right. Exactly. That's because that's true. Right. Um, <laughs> so, you know, when your doctor does 
check for vitamin D, they have to make sure that they check the, the proper form. I've actually seen a few people bring in their lab work and it's the wrong form. You got to make sure you're checking the 25-hydroxy vitamin D or the 25-OH vitamin D. Um, make sure that that's what's being checked. I have some people that come in and they're, they're bringing in vitamin D2 levels and, and just different things that you, you got to make sure that you're getting the right test performed because these other, these other forms of vitamin D can, they, they can give a skewed result or give you a false sense of security um, when it comes to, to knowing what your vitamin D level um, is. So, I want to talk just a second about foods. A lot of people like to say, oh, well, you can get your the, the nutrients that you need from food, and I'm not really sure that that's 100% true, especially when we know that most people need several thousand IUs of vitamin D to function every day. So let's just talk about, according to the USDA, the top sources of vitamin D. Now, I'm not going to go through them all. They have 16 sources. I'm just going to talk about a few of them. Um, number one on their list is is sunlight, um, and they talk about how you know it's possible that you can get uh, a thousand to ten thousand IU's if you're out in the sun enough. If you're light skinned, no sunscreen, etc. But the first food that makes the list is is halibut, and of their sixteen foods, let me double check here. There's there's one, two, three, four of the sixteen is not a fish. So four of the 16 is not a fish. One, two, three, four. The top four are some sort of seafood. Um, the first one, the, the most highly um, uh, what do I, vitamin D level uh, in, a, in a food is carp, um, a bottom-feeding, muddy fish that is I'm not a big fan of, um, in all honesty. It just That just doesn't even sound appealing to me. Um, 940 IUs of vitamin D in a three-ounce filet. So to get that, you know, 5,000 IUs of vitamin D that we often recommend for a lot of lot of folks, um, you would you would have to eat 15 ounces of of carp a day. Um, I'm pretty sure that my entire body would go on strike if I did that um, to it. Um, but you know, halibut's got 930, mackerel's got 805, eel, um, which is the rounds out the top five, has 792 um, with a three ounce piece of of eel. I can't say that I've ever eaten eel, but um, it may be delicious. But then we have mushrooms. A couple of the foods on here um, are mushrooms, and. There is vitamin D in mushrooms. Um, there are there are one plant source of vitamin D. Sorry, I'm moving on from food because it just goes downhill from there um, as far as as amount of vitamin D in food. Um, but mushrooms they they are a plant source of of vitamin D. They have plant sterols, which are able to convert UV light to vitamin D. So exposing mushrooms to a little bit of UV light um, can can make relatively high amounts of vitamin D, all things considered. Um, now, remember, a lot of mushrooms are grown inside, but the growers are starting to realize, oh, wait, we can make this higher in vitamin D if we just put them under a sun lamp. So they're they're creating these this artificial sunlight to, to help these guys, um, these mushrooms have more vitamin D. But, you know, the, the two types of mushrooms are maitake mushrooms and portobello mushrooms, at least that are on the uh, the USDA, again, top 16 sources of sunlight. So 
I, I think that's about enough on the on the sources of sunlight. Let's let's get over to more exciting things. Um, we we do have to take a break in just a minute. When when we come back, I want to shift gears and I want to talk about the top health benefits of vitamin D. I think that's more of what this show should be dedicated to rather than than talking about food. Um, so when we come back, we're going to talk about things um, that vitamin D does, like contribute to bone health and, and managing blood sugar. Um, those are those are a couple of those top seven health benefits. So stick around when we come back more more of more and more about vitamin D. You're listening to Wellness 101. Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen. I'm your host, Dr. TJ. With me, as always, is Aaron, and we are talking about vitamin D. This is part two of. Uh, hopefully a two-part series. I don't think that we're going to have enough to, to have a week three. Um, I hope not. We'll unless, get through the rest of it. Yeah, no unless I get a little long-winded. Sometimes that happens. Sometimes that happens. So when we left before the last break, we were we were we mentioned that we were going to come back and talk about the top health benefits of vitamin D. So let's jump right into those. Um, vitamin D, we, we all know, at least I think everyone knows, that vitamin D contributes to bone health, okay? So... It plays a pretty vital role in calcium absorption into the bones. So how this works is calcitriol, um, which we talked about last week, it's a converted vitamin D, works with the, these, this little gland that, that hides behind the, ther- the thyroid called the parathyroid. Um, the parathyroid makes parathyroid hormone, and calcitriol with parathyroid hormone work together to maintain calcium levels. Um, and so vitamin D has an effect on, on other important vitamins and minerals as well, um, including vitamin K and phosphorus. So basically we have a, a various parts of the body that all kind of com, come together and work with bone health. And you know we've talked about this over and over and over again on the show is that you can't we can't just look at and break the body down into its individual parts and pieces and think that we can just fix this one thing we're all tied together and you can't do one thing in one body without affecting other things so it matters that we pay attention to that okay so does that make sense aaron yes <laughs> <laughs> Oh, gosh. That's, that's too funny. If you could have only seen the look on her face, ladies and gentlemen. Yes. Very innocent, sweet looking. Yes. Um, so vitamin D is also kind of responsible for maintaining phosphorus levels in our blood. And so we've got calcium. We've got parathyroid hormone. We've got vitamin D. We've got phosphorus. The, the All these things are have to stay in in very specific ratios and and amounts in our blood and vitamin d affects the ability of calcium to bind to these proteins that kind of transport it and another one that's involved in here is vitamin k so because of all of this and how all of this stuff works together a deficiency of vitamin d can actually result in our bones becoming soft or getting this stuff called osteomalacia. And, you know, I, I joke, we laugh about this. We call this show Wellness 101, but it, sometimes it's more like Wellness 201 or 301. <laughs> um, we, we can kind of get advanced coursework here. Um, but osteomalacia is just a softening of the bones. But if we go become super deficient for long periods of time with vitamin D, we can actually get 
you know, rickets, which is the de- disease associated with with um, with with vitamin D severe vitamin D deficiency, um, and that's just a bone abnormality. I won't get into rickets, although it is kind of fun to say. It's a horrible thing to have. Um, all right, so vitamin D, vitamin K, phosphorus, calcium, all of these things working together to maintain bone health. So there are some studies out there that have basically shown that vitamin D in doses ranging, depending on the study, ranging from 800 IUs all the way up to 5,000 IUs per day can improve musculoskeletal health by naturally slowing the aging of skeletal, uh, the skeletal structure. So that's huge. This even actually in the research studies led to a reduced rate of fractures and falls in adults over the age of 65. And for those of you out there who have had a, had a loved one that's, that's over the age of 65, one of the scariest things that can happen is that person falling and, and breaking something, particularly a hip. That's, that's one of the most common things that we hear of. The, the five-year prognosis on someone falling and breaking their hip is, is not very good. Um, you know, so we got to do everything that we can to prevent that. And maintaining strong, healthy bones is, is one of those. So what else they found in this, in these studies, if we just kind of lump them all together, older adults that have adequate levels of vitamin D are more likely to be active, have better muscle strength, and that makes them just automatically less prone to falls and injuries. I mean, we all know this common sense. If, if you know someone if your grandparents are out there and they're active, they're walking, they're doing things all the time, they're much less likely to fall than someone who sits in a chair all day and it's all that they can do to, you know, get up and use the restroom. Um, that we just we just want to be as active as we possibly can. So that's that's just a, that's a big deal. I mean, I remember being in college 20 years ago in undergrad and they were talking, doing studies on preventing falls in, in elderly and they were talking about vitamin D back then. You were barely in college 20 years ago. <laughs> right. But I, I remember it because I started, I started getting, I, you're almost out of college. I, 20 years ago. Yeah. I was just starting college. Yeah, I was. She's looking at me like I, I, I wasn't 20 years ago. Oh yeah, I guess it was. Oh man. <laughs> My math is off. It's like 25 years ago now. Yeah, it was. Oh, I'm getting old. Oh, my gosh. Oh, I just had my first senior moment. Well, at least my first senior moment on air. Um, wow. Yeah, 25 years ago. Oh, my gosh. That, that, oh, it's disheartening. Okay. Anyway, vitamin D. What was we talking about? I've yeah, completely exactly. forgotten now. Um, um, so when vitamin D levels are low, um, the parathyroid um, becomes overactive and parathyroid um, when it becomes overactive, we end up with this condition called hyperparathyroidism. And what that does is it decreases our level of phosphorus in the body. And phosphorus is needed. It's one of the primary things along with calcium that we need to to put minerals into our bones to keep them healthy and strong. And so we have to pay attention to to stuff like that. What you had said was you remember back when you were in college. Do you remember what you were going to say? Um, I got onto research studies. Um, they came around asking for participants in research studies, and they were they were comparing an elderly group um, to a, a, a younger group with their ability to maintain balance on oh, yeah on something. And yeah, it was it was interesting. I fell over in the study. They tipped the floor on you with your eyes closed, and but yeah, I went down. 
Yeah, it was fun. And they did that to people who are older? Um, they actually, the people who are older, they had them in harnesses. It was actually kind of cool. <laughs> so if they did fall, they they wouldn't hit the ground. But, but with you, they just but with were me, like, no, oh, they, see what they, happens. They pitched me right over the side. <laughs> It was it was rather interesting. They had this little shower curtain thing around. You couldn't see the the horizon. It just threw it all off. Yeah, it was it was a fun study. Okay. Um, I volunteered for a lot of those. Yeah, it was fun. That may be what's wrong with me. I'm not sure. Um, so another thing. So that's that's enough contributing to bone health. That was a, that was a lot on on one of our health benefits. Another one is so health benefit number two helps to maintain blood sugar levels and can help to prevent diabetes. So. Diabetes is basically from a lack of insulin or not enough insulin secretion. So we have type 1 or type 2. Type 1, we don't make it. Type 2, we don't make enough of it. Um, so that's that's a big deal. So studies um, show that calcium is necessary for insulin secretion. Because calcium is necessary for insulin secretion, vitamin D may contribute to maintaining insulin secretion. So it's, a, it's again, this is an inner working. We can't just always, you know, if, if someone's just taking vitamin D and you have other health conditions, you've got to be somewhere that's knowledgeable, that understands this inner relationships of how all of these things work together. Because just giving someone vitamin D may not be enough. This person may need vitamin D. They may need calcium. They may need magnesium or zinc or a, a whole host of other things to help them function better. So anyway, um, back to the, the insulin sensitivity so vitamin D supplement supplementation can increase insulin sensitivity. It can also help decrease inflammation. And insulin is number two on the on the hormone hierarchy of of problem things that of potential problem things in the body. And so if we can do things to increase the insulin sensitivity and decrease inflammation, great. Um, studies are are reporting a a support for a role for vitamin D in the prevention of ma- and management of both type 1 and type 2 diabetes because of how this stuff plays, how vitamin D plays together with insulin. Um, very interesting stuff, at least interesting for me, um, interesting enough that I wanted to throw it in here. Um, number three. Protects against cancer. Ooh, look out, ladies and gentlemen, <laughs> protects against cancer. Like we said in last week's episode, um, I think it's 17 different types of cancer that vitamin D um, can help to prevent. Um, so the big ones are breast cancer, colon cancer, and prostate cancer. Those are the big three. Um, vitamin D deficiency symptoms correlated with those with the development of those three types of cancers. Um, and, you know, we see a lot of people at the Institute with those three types of cancers um, where, you know, we do a lot of things for them. One of the biggest things that we do is make sure that their vitamin D level is optimized. When when people have, you know, conditions that are, you know, really taking a toll on them, their requirements for vitamin D go up, their need for vitamin D levels to be higher um, is there. So we've got to get more vitamin D into these people. Um, in situations like this, we do, we do a lot of injectables at the, at the Institute. Vitamin D injections are a very, very effective way to increase vitamin D levels. Um, we can get that up where it needs to be relatively quickly um, because we can just deliver it to you. We don't have to worry about digestion and absorption. Um, we just deliver it right, right in there where it needs to be. So that's a, that's a big one. Um, so 
everyone that comes in that has any type of cancer, we're, we're constantly monitoring their vitamin D levels. Um, if we find that that's something that's just not looked at um, in modern medicine. They're not paying attention to vitamin D levels or they're definitely not paying attention to getting their vitamin D levels up where they should be. They're trying to get it above 30. But as we've said before on this show, you got to have that vitamin D up around 65 to 75 at least. And, you know, depending on immune function, other conditions that you have going on, that level may need to be even higher than that. Right. And I mean, I think that when someone finds out they have cancer, it jumps to how are we going to fight the cancer? And right. sometimes the, the basics are then overlooked. Oh, very often. And so that's what we do. We come in and we support that whole body and really pay attention to the inner workings and how things are laced together. And that's what it's all about is getting supporting that person to give them the best functioning immune system that they can. Um, all right, we've got to take a quick break. When we come back, we're going to continue on with with this. Um, the next one, I think, on the list is helping to fight heart disease. You're listening to Wellness 101. And welcome back, ladies and gentlemen. <clears throat> we are talking about vitamin D today on, on the uh, Wellness 101. And for those of you out there who are, are maybe wondering what goes on behind the scenes, I'll just tell you that during this last break, we spent the entire last break talking about uh, how old I was, and uh, <laughs> boy, do I do I feel bad about myself now. <laughs> wow, <laughs> make one little calculation error on when you were in college, You're and just you so never about you it. never live it down. <laughs> Golly, oh, man, oh. I've been, never been so excited for a break to get over in my entire <laughs> life. I'm being completely honest. I got ganged up on from both sides. Uh, so, helps fight heart disease. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yes. Helps fight heart disease. Moving right along, ladies and gentlemen. Um, so vitamin D, um, we were talking about the top seven health benefits of vitamin D. Number one was contributes to bone health. Number two was um, helps to manage blood sugar levels and can help to prevent diabetes. Number three was protects against cancer. And number four, we are on to helps fight heart disease. So there's more and more research piling up that is pointing to the fact that vitamin D deficiency is linked to increased risk for cardiovascular disease. A, a lot of it has to do the, with the fact that vitamin D is involved in regulating blood pressure, um, cholesterol levels, and inflammation. And, you know, as we talk a lot about inflammation on this show being, you know, one of the big drivers of of disease in this country, it's the one thing that all, all conditions, symptoms, diseases have in common. And, you know, I often ask the question, well, what, what's actually causing the inflammation to happen? Well, vitamin D deficiency is a big driver of that. Um, you can you get someone's vitamin D levels up and, and you can really watch inflammatory markers start to come down. Um, that's one of the one of the players in that. That's why it's important. So, um, again, studies. They're, they're basically showing it's it's a little unclear if vitamin D can help prevent heart disease, heart attack, and stroke. But we know that people who are deficient are more likely to die from coronary heart disease and other heart-related symptoms. And a lot of this stuff, the, these research studies, they're they're going back. They're looking at big populations of people and they're like, okay, well, what if we go back and we look at vitamin D status in these people over the last 30 years? What does it show? And that's how they're coming to this. We're not just like, oh, today we're going to do this study and find out 50 years from now. They're actually taking backlog information that we have because they've been collecting data for, for decades on on citizens of the, this country and our health. Um, so that's where they're starting to figure out this link between um, 
vitamin D and heart disease. So there's your link for that. So there's number four. So number five, uh, vitamin D can enhance our immune system. It helps with healthy cell replication. So that's when our cells divide and split and make new cells. That's part of, of the human experience is we're constantly turning over. We've talked about it on this show before. The longest living cells inside the body can last, some of them a lifetime. Excuse me, nerve cells can last um, basically our lifetime. But for the most part, like bone, every seven years you have a brand new skeleton. Um, so we have things that last from a lifetime down to just a few hours. Some of the lining of our gut is turned over every few hours. So we're constantly replicating cells and with our with our vitamin D levels um, helping that healthy cell replication. It can also play a role in in protecting against the development of autoimmune diseases, things like um, lupus, uh, Sjogren's, uh, Hashimoto's. All these things are impacted by vitamin D status, and even you know all the way down to less common things like common colds. Uh, having adequate levels of vitamin D can really improve our immune function and keep us a lot healthier than n- not having enough vitamin D will be sick less often. Um, that's one of the things that we do again. You know, this is where this all this stuff is, is interrelated. We just talked about if someone comes in and they have cancer, we're making sure that we're checking their vitamin D levels. Well, if someone comes in and they have autoimmune condition, guess what? We're making sure that they have adequate levels of vitamin D because we know these things are linked. Every single immune cell in our body has a receptor for vitamin D. And it's been shown that vitamin D seems to prevent prolonged um, excessive inflammatory responses. And remember, inflammation is what our immune system does. Inflammation is an immune system response. We've talked about it on this show before. You can go back in previous episodes. That's what the inflammatory response is. And so with that in mind, we've talked about inflammation is the one driving force behind all disease. Well, then that basically means then our immune system is the driving force behind that because it's the inflammatory response from our immune system that's the common denominator. So let's make our immune system function as optimally as we possibly can. Vitamin D is critical for that. That's one of the things that's important for that. So we really got to pay attention to it. And just ask anyone who suffers from, you know, chronic disease or, you know, uh, any of these inflammatory diseases, multiple sclerosis, rheumatoid arthritis, irritable bowel, um, anything digestive related, high blood pressure, all of these things have an inflammatory component, um, which is basically our immune system. So anything you'd like to throw in on that one, Aaron? No, you covered it. Okay, good, good, good. Glad to see it. Um, Okay, number six, facilitates hormone regulation and can help to improve our mood. Okay, so because vitamin D acts like a hormone within our body, it, it, it affects our brain function. Um, it's been linked to increased risk of mood disorders, um, things like depression, seasonal depression, or like the winter blues or seasonal affect disorder, um, severe mood problems experienced during PMS or insomnia and anxiety. So people suffering from, from PMS or PMDD um, or insomnia, we can have 
you know, pretty severe mood issues that happen around that. And vitamin D is starting with research is starting to be linked to increasing your risk of these things if we don't have adequate levels of vitamin D. Well, and I think that one of the things a lot of people find shocking is when, you know, you've had a number of people come in who have had anxiety or depression that have been fixed by simply getting their vitamin D to optimal levels. And right. that's so hard to comprehend because we're told that, you know, this is a, it's a psychiatric issue and, you know, you need medication for this. And I'm certainly not suggesting that it's always tied to vitamin D because there are so, I mean, depression and anxiety are two things that have just so many causes, but vitamin D deficiency is one of the possible causes. And so it's tremendous when, you know, someone gets their vitamin D levels, you know, up to the optimal range, which is not a difficult thing to do. And then all of a sudden they're like, my depression went away or my anxiety went away. It's amazing. Or or even, even if it didn't go all the way, it's not all the way gone, if it's significantly reduced. Right, exactly. And then that's where people get frustrated and they're thinking, why did no one ever tell me this? I mean, right. why was I not checked for this before I was put on an antidepressant? That's crazy. And again, this is where you, you don't just have a symptom and throw something at it to fix that symptom. We are We are interlinked. We've talked on this show before. Our neurotransmitters, which is, you know, they try to say, oh, depression is the, you know, serotonin problem or, or, or GABA problem or whatever they're trying to link to some neurotransmitter. Well, remember, we have 400 times more of these neurotransmitters in our gut than we do in our brain. So our gut is where we make this stuff. We really have to pay attention and to what we're doing. And remember, 80% of our immune system is in our gut. So our gut's pretty important. So if we can get a handle on our gut and our immune system, guess what happens? We get a pretty good handle on, on you know, depression and anxiety and these, these psychiatric conditions and neuropsychiatric conditions. These things can be significantly reduced. It's just a big, big thing. Right. So we need to take a break. When we come back, we're going to go through the last benefit of optimal vitamin D levels and then get into um, seven signs that you might be vitamin D deficient. This is Wellness 101. Welcome back, everyone. We have been talking about vitamin D, and in the last couple segments, we've been talking about health benefits of vitamin D. We've gone through six of them. Yes. Six of them. To the last one. But I, I want to back up and I want to talk a little bit because we didn't get into hormone regulation. We talked about mood on the on, oh, yeah. on number six. I want to talk just a second on hormone regulation because I think this is extremely important for everyone out there. And I really want everyone to pay attention to this one. Low levels of vitamin D interfere with proper testosterone and estrogen production, which can lead to unwanted imbalances which leads to a whole host of symptoms. This is another thing that is extremely important. We do a lot of hormone replacement at the Institute. We do, you know, bioidenticals for, for the ladies. We do testosterone for guys. This is something that we've been doing for a, a while now. And a lot of people come in, they bring their labs. They're like, look, my, look, doc, my testosterone's low. Guys, we'll just talk about guys, for instance. So listen up, guys. They'll bring in the... Uh, uh, one one testosterone test that you know that shows that their testosterone levels in the tank and i'm like okay well where's the rest of the information where are 
all of the hormones. Where's the entire cascade? Where what's going on? How's this going on? What where's your what's your PSA level? What's your vitamin D level? All of these things matter because you don't just jump in and say, Oh, your testosterone's low. Here, take testosterone. It doesn't work that way. Well, You're, it does work that way with a lot of people. That's, un, that's uh, how people get screwed up. That, that is true. That's how people come in and they end up really sick and they're like, Hormone replacement did not work work for me. Right. Oh no, it will work for you if done properly. Right. Or they came come in and say, Well, you know, my doctor, other doctor didn't have to test all of this. Well, actually, he did have to to give you an accurate answer. Right. If, uh, I think we've said on here before, if you want the wrong answer, we don't have to test you at all. Right. Like, we can, we can guess just like yeah, everyone else is doing. We can give you a wrong answer with no tests being run. Right. So, and and ladies, the same thing. I mean, you know, the, this, this stuff matters. Knowing your vitamin D level, knowing, ladies, knowing your testosterone level is extremely important as well, along with the same types of things. We don't have to check a PSA on you, but we You've got to check a lot of things. And, you know, this is just one of those components that's extremely important when when we are working with people doing hormone stuff. We have to do a show on hormone, bioidentical hormones and hormone replacement. Yes. So I'm, I'm throwing it out there now. Be listening. In the next few episodes, we're going to be doing bioidentical hormones. We'll do men and women both. Yeah. Um, extremely important. But back to vitamin D. So that was number six. Number seven helps with concentration, learning, and memory. Again, there's lots of information out there. There's studies that show that vitamin D affects our ability to make decisions. It affects our ability to concentrate, and it affects our ability to retain information. And this is another thing that once you get your vitamin D levels up, people see a huge difference. Yes, they so. do. They like, oh my gosh, you know, I, I was struggling with finding words, or I was struggling with names. Right. Or- I thought it was just age, and then you know they're shocked to find out that wait, I had no idea that that could possibly be connected to vitamin D. Plus, a lot of them thought that their vitamin D was good because it wasn't extremely deficient. Right. And then, you know, one last thing on this, on the concentration, learning and memory, there's research that's out there that shows a correlation between not having enough vitamin D and increased risk of developing things like schizophrenia and multiple sclerosis. So, I mean, We've really got to pay attention to vitamin D levels. We got to make sure that we have enough vitamin D. Right. Expe- uh, extremely important for children as well because yes. it shows, I mean, it, you know, if it, we know it affects concentration, learning, and memory, those are extremely important for all children who are in school. And so it, and we've talked before and, and that it's kids. difficult to get into. You know, it through your diet. So. And, and young kids as well. I mean, we have massive, massive brain development from zero to five yes. years old. Yes. And so making sure that we have enough and knowing that our diets aren't there, we don't take our kids out in the sun. We, we just there are things that just don't happen in this country. It's really, really important that you pay attention and make sure that your kids are having enough vitamin D. If you don't know, come see us. We'll help. Right. And so we've got to get through this um, right. quickly. Seven signs you may be vitamin D deficient. One. We talked about it before. You have darker skin. Yes. African-Americans are at a greater risk of vitamin D deficiency because if you have dark skin, you may need as much as 10 times more sun exposure, according to some studies. Right. Okay? And the darker your skin is, the more of a problem this could be. Yes. So that's a that's number one. Sign number two, you feel blue. And by blue, we mean, you know, sad or things like that. So right. Maybe not severe depression, but you just you are somewhat sad. You don't feel yeah. like your normal self. Right. So serotonin, um, it's a brain hormone associated with, with mood, um, rises with exposure to bright light. This is why um, it's extremely important 
to go get up when you wake up in the morning go straight outside and look at the look in the direction of the sun get that sunlight directly in your eyes it starts affecting your serotonin levels extremely extremely important to get that early morning sunshine um there let's let's uh i want to talk just a second so there in 2006 scientists evaluated the effects of vitamin D on mental health of 80 elderly patients and they found that those with the lowest levels of vitamin D were 11 times more prone to be depressed than those who received healthy doses of vitamin D. Yeah, that's significant. Yeah, it's huge. So sign number three, you're 50 years of age or older. Sorry for those of you out there who are above 50, but if you're over 50, you may be you're you may be vitamin D deficient. Right, you have a much greater risk of being deficient. Yeah, you, it's it's harder. Your your skin doesn't make as much vitamin D in response to sun exposure. It's a big big thing, and your kidneys become less efficient at converting vitamin D into its proper form. Again. The body is connected. There's a lot of pieces and a lot of parts of the puzzle that have to work together to make this function right. right. And as a whole, those over 50 are spending less time outdoors. Yep. I mean, that's certainly not true across the board, but as a group, you tend to spend more time indoors. Right. Sign number four, you're overweight or or obese or even have a higher muscle mass. Um, So bodybuilders, this this is you too. Vitamin D is fat-soluble. It's a hormone-like vitamin. It means that your body... Uh, fat acts as a sink, so it, that's how it collects it. So if you're overweight or obese, you're more likely to need more vitamin D than someone who is is thinner. Um, the same is true for for higher amounts of muscle mass. Um, that that's just across the board. Sign number five: your bones ache. I actually have patients that say, "Hey, my 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 bones feel like they're hurting." So we rule out of you know a bunch of really. Other, there are a lot of other more serious things to rule out, but once we rule that out, we're always looking at vitamin D. A lot, a lot, a lot of of vitamin D symptoms are things like our bones are softening, osteomalacia. Um, that makes a difference. Um, it, it there can be a defects in how we deal with calcium and stuff. So it really, it really matters if your bones are aching. Have someone check your vitamin D level right. and make and sure it's high enough. And if you're not sure if it's your bones aching, because a lot of people are will be misdiagnosed with fibromyalgia or chronic fatigue syndrome. Um, when they actually just have extremely low vitamin D levels. Um, number seven, head sweating. Okay, so according to, to... This is number six. No, it's number seven, isn't it? I don't know. It's number six. It's number six. Okay, um, it's number six. Um, head sweating. You're right, it is number six. I know. So according to, again, uh, well, here, <laughs> well, this is going to be an interesting after show. Oh, gosh, messed up twice. So one of the first signs of vitamin D deficiency is a sweaty head. In fact, it's one of the things new moms out there, pay attention if your baby's head is sweaty a lot. Um, could be a sign, uh, and 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 it's not hot. It could be a sign that they're deficient in vitamin D. Excessive sweating in newborns is often due to neuromuscular irritability, um, which is an early sign of vitamin D deficiency. And last but not least, number seven, you have gut trouble. Vitamin D is a fat-soluble vitamin. If you have a gastrointestinal condition that affects your ability to absorb fat, you're going to have less absorption of fat-soluble vitamins like vitamin D, period, cut and dried. So if you have things like celiac disease, Crohn's disease, non-celiac gluten sensitivity, inflammatory bowel condition, you are going to have a problem with vitamin D absorption.
Yes. So that's our seven. So to recap those seven, one, you have darker skin. Two, you feel blue. Three, you're over 50. Four, you're overweight or obese. Five, your bones ache. Six, head sweating, especially in babies. And seven, you have gut problems. Perfect. Yeah. We made it through. We made it through. <laughs> Yay. We made it through with, with uh, almost a minute to spare. And we, we were initially, we talked about going through like, you know, optimal levels for everyone, but it, it varies so much that right. I hate to do that. Um, but as we mentioned before, getting tested for vitamin D is inexpensive. The supplements are inexpensive. So come in if you feel it's like this cheap. Could be, this Super could be cheap. an issue because yes. it is extremely important and it's not an, you know, it's an inexpensive way to make sure that you're healthy. Yeah. So that's about all the time we have. Go to our website, the Institute of Natural Health.com. Call us. Um, 314-293-8123. Send us an email. Drop us a message on Facebook. Follow us on Facebook and and, and uh, Instagram. We're out there giving information all the time. Um, for Aaron, I'm Dr. TJ. This has been Wellness 101. Thanks for listening.